0: Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Grappolino and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. Bloomberg reports that, according to sources, as a condition of approving the Sprint T-Mobile merger, the U.S. Justice Department wants the companies to lay the groundwork for a fourth national carrier. Bloomberg cited analyst Blair Levin, who speculated a fourth competitor could come from the cable industry, which would have enough spectrum, provided a virtual network deal could be reached with the merger of T-Mobile Sprint. Following that, Reuters reported that, according to their sources... Following that, Reuters reported that, according to their sources, Amazon is interested in acquiring the prepaid carrier Boost Mobile. Boost is currently owned by Sprint, who recently committed to spinning off the service into an independent company as part of its merger plan. Amazon is reportedly interested in Boost because it would have access to the post-T-Mobile network for six years. The company is also reportedly interested in acquiring any Spectrum rights divested as part of the merger. At Computech, AMD announced new processors using its Zen 2 chiplet-based microarchitecture, all built on a 7 nanometer process. The flagship is the Ryzen 9 3900X, offering 12 cores and 24 threads at a base clock of 3.8 GHz with a turbo speed of up to 4.6 GHz. The processors will all support PCIe 4.0 and use the existing AM4 socket for backwards motherboard compatibility, although those older motherboards won't have PCIe 4 lanes, and feature a TDP of 105 watts. The new processors will launch July 7th, and the 3900X will retail for 499 $499. AMD also provided details for their first GPU to use the new Navi architecture. The Radeon RX 5700 will also be built on a 7nm process and feature GDDR6 memory, delivering 25% better performance per clock, per core, and 50% better power efficiency than existing Vega cards. The RX 5700 will be released sometime in July. Intel showed off a prototype dual-screen gaming laptop called Honeycomb Glacier, similar to the Asus ZenBook Pro Duo. Intel's reference design has a 15.6-inch primary screen and a 12.3-inch half-vertical screen that sits above the keyboard. The machine opens like a laptop, then tilts up to open the secondary screen. It can stay at whatever angle you choose with a button on the hinge to push to close. Anything can go into the secondary screen, like Slack chat or Twitter. A Tobii tracker sits at the hinge level at eye level to know which screen you're looking at and to direct the keyboard input there. In addition to Asus, HP and Dell are also working on dual-screen devices. Apple announced an update to the iPod Touch that includes an A10 Fusion chip and a new 256GB storage model. This is the first update since the 6th Gen iPod Touch was released in 2015. The new iPod Touch starts at $199 for the 32GB model, $299 for the 128 and $399 for the 256GB model. Huawei found itself out of several standards bodies following being placed in the U.S. Department of Commerce's entity list. The Wi-Fi Alliance announced Huawei was temporarily restricted from that standards body, while the SD Association, which creates standards for SD cards, removed Huawei from its member list. Meanwhile, Huawei announced it had voluntarily withdrawn from JDEC, which creates standards for the semiconductor industry. These standards are all open and Huawei can still develop for them, but the company will no longer have a say in new standards being developed. Japan's government said Monday that foreign ownership of Japanese firms in high-tech industries will be restricted. The new rule is set to become effective August 1st. The announcement didn't call out specific countries or companies that could be impacted, but says the rule applies to 20 sectors in information and communications industries. The law requires foreign investors to report to the Japanese government and undergo inspection if they buy at least 10% of stocks in listed Japanese companies or acquire shares of unlisted firms. The Web Hypertext Application Technology Working Group, otherwise known as WhatWG, comprised of Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Mozilla, has signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the World Wide Web Consortium, the standards body for the World Wide Web. The agreement states that W3C is officially giving up publishing future HTML and DOM standards that will give full control back to web browser vendors. The W3C will draft recommendations for future web standards, but the WHAT WG will decide what ends up in their products. So, the official HTML standard will be the HTML Living Standard as well as the DOM Living Standard, both maintained by WHAT WG. Following a U.S. FTC investigation, Google has announced new developer policies meant to protect children and families on Google Play. Apps not meant for children must not unintentionally appeal to them. If apps are meant for children, they must meet policy requirements for handling personally identifiable information and can only serve ads from networks with certified compliance. Developers have until September 1st to fill out compliance forms and update their apps accordingly. Google also updated terms of service in the Google Play Store, requiring game publishers to clearly disclose the odds of receiving items for loot boxes and other in-game lotteries. And finally, Microsoft announced it will bring its all-you-can-play Xbox Game Pass to PCs with more than 100 PC games. Microsoft's own games will be available on Game Pass for PC on day one, and members get 20% off Windows Store games and 10% off DLC and add-ons. Microsoft did not mention price, launch date, or whether it could be combined with Xbox version of the plan or be sold separately. Microsoft also confirmed that more Xbox Game Studios titles will come to Steam. Microsoft is also opening up support for native Win32 apps in the Windows Store, which previously were limited to universal Windows platform apps. Remember for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at DailyTechNewsShow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.